All right, Harry, I'm going to start the intro. Wait, wait, do you? No, how about you start? You start the intro. Okay, okay, I'm going to start the intro. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, so starting with season two, episode two, Top Epic. Okay, cool, no problem. All right, you ready? Yep. Okay, let's do it. Season two, episode... Season two. Season two, episode two, Top Heavy. <laughs> Jon Snow is back from the dead. Oh, spoiler alert. Yeah. Oh, well, right. you know, we, we had them hanging for, for a season and a bit. God, how long have we gone for? Tell you what, I was actually pretty impressed with how long they managed to keep that a, like, you know, known, but like a secret. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of like, it was kind of like the secret of, you know, Bruce Jenner turning into Caitlyn Jenner. We kind of all knew it was eventually getting <laughs> to that point. Yeah, we could tell. But then when it happened, we all had to be like, oh, it was like... It was like you were on your way into a surprise party and then your best mate already told you it was going to happen and you had to pretend to be surprised. So you had to kind of fake it, yeah. We, yeah. yeah. When, when Bruce Jenner's just like, actually, you call me Caitlyn now. We're like, what? Oh, oh my God, Bruce, I, I had no happened. idea. I, I had a surprise party once that wasn't ruined for me, but I thought if it was ruined, you'd still just be surprised the amount of people that turned up. That's exactly... <laughs> I completely agree. Yeah. Completely agree. I've had surprise parties ruined for me and I've had to feign them in the past. Did and you? I'm... Yeah, no, it happened when I was way too young to even, you know, care about disappointment. <laughs> yeah. Before... That was when you knew of disappointment. Yeah, like, yeah. All right. You know what the worst thing would be is if the person goes, oh, I wasn't supposed to tell you this, but we've organised a surprise party. Okay, so just make sure you act really surprised when we go to the restaurant, Okay. Okay. And you're like, all right, all right, geez, why did you tell me? You're such a jerk. And then they go, okay, here we go. Remember to pretend to be surprised. And then they open the door and you're like, oh! And it's like, just your parents there? <laughs> it's just them. Yeah. I, I, I think I think I held on to the surprise. Someone went, are yeah. oh, you actually having a surprise party? Oh, shit. And I'm like, like oh, you do the double oh, I'm having a surprise party? What? <laughs> That's awesome. And I carry that into the thing. Everyone's like, hey, welcome to the surprise party. I'm like, I know. Oh, you, my you God. Were, you were the more surprised. Like, you didn't yell the surprise. You were just surprised <laughs> over yeah. the top. Yeah. No, yeah. No, no, no. They screamed surprise. And I was like, surprise, exactly. Oh, this is great. You guys. Oh, well, good on ya. No, you. The good thing would be like a reverse surprise party. You rock up at someone's out at a dinner that's been organized by other people and you turn up and go, surprise. It's my birthday. <laughs> yes, it's my birthday. <laughs> or you could rock up to the surprise party and go, surprise, I knew all along. <laughs> Actually, that would be great. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. The way, that's how you win your own surprise party. That's the old switcheroo. <laughs> she had some fantastic news from a little place called Lake Horny. Love it already. Great place. Good. Can't even wait to take the kids there. That's uh, that's what a strange thing to say. Jeez, the marketing of that place does it like does its job for it, doesn't it? Here's the thing, it really doesn't. What do you because mean? Because the people that live around Lake Horny in Florida want to change the name. They want to get rid of Lake Horny, my friend. Barry Zimmerman of Lake Horny, he lives on the shores and he's petitioning to get its name changed. He's sick of all the people going <laughs> Horny. Oh come on, mate! Like lighten up. Is that really the biggest problem that you're dealing with in your life right now, that your town isn't up to the standards that you want? I reckon it's because he's the only bloody person in Lake Horny who's not getting laid. <laughs> yeah, people are like, oh, come on, Zimmerman, you know, Lake Horny, hello. And he's like, shut up, shut Yeah, up. they're saying it while they're nude having, like, pina coladas in their little, like, <laughs> pool, and he's sitting there, like, with his sweater on and his big wide-frame glass. I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> 
He's actually petitioning to change the name uh, to pronounce it like Hornay. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, Hornay. That's even worse. That sounds like a bunch of weird naked French dudes sitting on the side <laughs> yeah, of a lake that's... going, Welcome to Lake Hornay. <laughs> And you'd be like, what the hell? Where am I? Is it the start of a weird horror movie where everyone ends up being killers and they kill you in the nude? It's, a, it's an extreme. I imagine Lake Hornay is a very full lake, like a like some kind of Turkish bathhouse of a lake. <laughs> heaps of fat. Heaps of weird heaps, fat Turkish men yeah, gathered around a lake. Fat Turkish men. And, like, it's so full <laughs> that you can hear them moving past each other like rubber rubbing past rubber. Oh, God. It's like the sound of the water <laughs> lapping up against the lake bed, but it's no, it's just fat men <laughs> jiggling into one another on Lake Hornay. It's like a fork in the road. Is it's like Lake Horny or Lake Hornay. <laughs> <It's> actually... <laughs> You're saying it wrong, Chad. It's Lake Hornay. Oh, it's Hornay. It was actually, uh, as, as surprising as it sounds, it wasn't named after the slang word for sexual desire. Oh, actually, oh, really? No. Fuck, surprise, surprise, Harry. Sorry, I thought <laughs> here I was thinking that the founding fathers in the US went, oh, yeah, this is a lovely bit of land right here. This looks bloody good. Hey, Johnson, stop having sex with Smith. G- guys. You know actually, you know what? Let's call this place like horny. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty frisky. Guys, I reckon we need to change the name of this. Let's stop <laughs> calling it Fuck Pond. We gotta call it Lake Horny. <laughs> many great things come out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, Shad, except for Breaking Bad, of course. Is that where Breaking Bad is? I've, I've, uh, <clears throat> this is going to be awkward. I have not watched, uh, Oh my God, Breaking don't Bad. say it, don't say it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Are you serious? It's so good, man. Oh, I hear it's the best show since The Wire. It- <laughs> Who told you that? Well, I've also never seen The Wire either. Oh my God. So <laughs> you would have to, if someone go, oh, that's a great show since The Wire, you'd have to come up with another show that it's obviously so great to compare it against, the last show that you've seen. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, it's as great as uh, Desperate Housewives. Wait, if, you, if we we're going to say the last show I'd seen. What is the last show you've seen? Judge Judy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I just say, as, uh, you know, uh, talking for all the Breaking Bad fans uh, on the planet, it's fucking better than Judge Judy, man. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Judge Judy is my favourite show on TV. It is not that great. It's pretty bloody good. She's she, she's overpaid, can I just say? Mate, mate, she gets paid exactly how much she deserves. <laughs> you see these court cases? I watched one yesterday, right, and there's this chick... And she brought a witness, and the witness was holding this dog. And the whole case was about this lady that was speeding through a red light and hit her dog. And the dog was okay, but they kept doing zoom-in shots of the dog's face. <laughs> like a reaction shot. Where the lady's like, well, the dog should have been on the lead. It's not really my fault that the dog is going to be running out. And it's like they zoom on it like it's a person. The, the dog- so if you're talking about a person, then the person would be like, oh, Hannah, no. Uh, I can go wherever the fuck I want. But it's a dog. So the dog's just sitting there and it's most likely thinking, what the hell am I doing here? It'd be like a reality show, though. You know, it'd zoom in and go... Yeah, I was just waiting. I'm trying to think. Maybe there was, like, a little thing under the bottom that says, dog. (laughs) Dog in question. Dog, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, four months. It's like, have you ever seen the show? Um, I would say it's in heaps of shows, but I remember my mum used to watch Seventh Heaven. Oh, God, yes. And the dog happy... In there, the dog's name was Happy. And in the opening credits, they would say, Happy, 
as happy. Oh, no. Yeah, I've seen that crap before. First off, who cares who plays the dog? <laughs> and secondly, if it's called happy, then don't bloody say it plays happy. You can just say happy. I hope that, like we talked about last week, I hope that dog didn't win any awards for acting because it was just <laughs> yeah, playing no. itself. It wasn't and doing any acting. It was just being itself. It was like a biographical piece. Yeah, and like it's like credits are there so people can go, geez, that, that guy was a good actor. What else you is know? he in? Storage Man 3. Who was that? Yeah. Oh, what? Ju- Julius, Julius Horney? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He looks like a good guy. Let's get Julius Horney signed up for, I don't know, they don't really get big roles. So probably like Dead Body 2 in yeah. Law and Order yeah, SVU yeah, yeah, yeah. or Suspected Pedophile 1. I don't know. Something like that. They go, oh, he'll play that character well. Who's looking at Seventh Heaven and going, geez, somebody get on to Happy's agent? <laughs> the way he entered that room there was just mwah. Like, no director's going to go up to a dog and go, all right, Happy. What we need here is when you enter the room, I need you to be really excited to be seeing Leonardo DiCaprio. But when Matt Damon enters, I want you to be, you know, not not upset, not visually just upset. I don't want to but just a little bit mm, ignoring. Yeah, you, you don't really. I want to see like the behind the scenes director's shots of like the director going. Now you know it's always a pleasure to work with Happy, but sometimes you know <laughs> he makes these demands that uh, you know we kind of you know I've worked with Happy before on another couple of projects, so I decided you know to bring him on for this one, and I reckon he's gonna. <laughs> He's going to be the, the the glue that holds this production together. <laughs> what about if they're like, like the E true Hollywood story of Happy? <laughs> and it's like, we used to have to, it was like, gets really dark and dirty in his days. Like, well, he was addicted to heroin from pretty much the get go. <laughs> Uh, I remember walking into his trailer, into his kennel. <laughs> into his kennel with used needles everywhere. Kennel, there was about three bitches lying around. I think one of them had OD'd. Happy was sitting there, nose deep in one of their asses. And I was like, this has got to stop, Harry. I know. You're on, you are on set in five minutes. This has got to stop. I can't keep... I can't keep covering up for you. And then, and then it cuts to a shot of Happy going, yeah, it wasn't a great part of my life. But then, you know, as soon as that uh, kennel door opened, I look, looked over to Robert Downey Jr. and said, mate, we need to stop doing this. We need to get right back onto the wagon. Or if you like, it's like they, if they did it, they like to do a shot to Happy. And instead of him talking like an actor, it's because he's a dog. He's just sitting there. <laughs> just sitting there for his piece. And then it zooms out and there's like Harry Connick Jr. standing next to him. He's like... No, no, I completely agree with Happy. It was a dark time in our career. <laughs> yes. He's like, yeah, everyone can understand. Like the baby from Family Guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'd be definitely it. Oh, Happy, the true Hollywood story. It all just comes undone, <laughs> you know. I'd like to also see what happened to the, uh, the like, you know when they see the where are they nows on news.com.au? Yeah. Like, oh, you wouldn't believe where Screech is now. I think he's in prison. Didn't he stab someone? I think he stabbed someone. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's like they do those ones where they go, I want to see one where they go, you will not believe where the kids from the roll from the toilet paper had to go. <laughs> no, Shane. Where are the puppies from the toilet paper? What are they doing now? Can we just talk about right now? You will never believe where Happy is. Actually, I will believe what Happy is. When was Seventh Heaven? Yeah, long enough ago. He's dead. <laughs> Happy's dead. He's 100% dead. Just like Milo and Otis. They're both dead as well. I'm sorry. The dog from Frasier, he's probably dead. Beethoven, at least from the first two, three fucker movies, they're all dead as well. Holy shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But animal actors, you can't do a where are they now because they died. It happened just a couple of months ago uh, that the dog from Legally Blonde passed away. 
Oh, where was the state funeral? No, no, they had a mat. It was huge. Everyone's like, oh, Bruiser, oh, I'm going to rewatch Legally Blonde. Uh, do, do you reckon the owners of what, what his name, Bruiser, do you reckon they're upset because Muhammad Ali stole his thunder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Shad, have you ever been really low on money? <laughs> Mate. <laughs> Yes. That even, Have you? Do we need to ask that question? Oh, that's that's really relatable. That's yeah. good. All the people listening right now are going to be like, oh, shit, that's like me as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. He's just like us. I've been low on money as well. I'm so glad they don't charge for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> me too. Anyway, there were some parents of a 10-year-old daughter who were out having dinner one night, and oh. this restaurant was a bit of a swanky kind of place, but it was a little too swanky for them. Now they looked down at their wallets and they did the classic dine and dash. Right. Show. Not good. Not good. Especially Pretty good though. Especially not good if you have a young daughter that you're trying to teach the right thing to. And especially Shad, not so good as well because they left her there. <laughs> That's great. They I like left that. her they, they they left their daughter in the restaurant to what? Cover the bill? Well, yeah. Like, like let's let's be, let's just look at this logically, mate. Right? I reckon you're not getting the full story. It's a lot easier to point the blame at these parents. We're <laughs> like, oh god, these horrible go. parents. They went to this fancy restaurant with their kid. I get it. We don't like for kids at fancy restaurants. Oh, they didn't pay for it. Oh, then they left the kid behind. No. What's going on at the house? I bet you, Harry. All right. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. bet you. That that little punk fuck kid, right? <laughs> that little shit has not washed the dishes in about three bloody months. And these parents are going, you know what? You know what we're gonna do? Let's go and enjoy a lovely dinner out with my wife, who I married, <laughs> right? Who I chose to interact with because I got to know her personality. Not this punk kid uh-huh, that just uh-huh. popped out one day and became a jerk. I'm actually picking up what you're putting down now. I will go out for a dinner with my wife. And bring the kid along because I bloody have to. And while we're there, why not skip out on the bill so that she can learn how important it is to wash some dishes when they make her wash the equivalent of our dinner? I hope they ordered four bottles of Dom Perignon. I hope she's still there now and that sink is filled with her blood from having to clean those things for so long. Whoa! Nah. Jesus Christ! Yeah, but then also, actually, you know what? You know what? Thinking in the other direction, though, as well, in the kids' defense, you know, it's 2016. Get a bloody dishwasher. <laughs> also, screw you, mum and dad. All I wanted was a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. And you took me out to a fucking restaurant. Also, can I just say, if you are going to dine and dash, number one's a bad idea. If you are going to dine and dash and leave your kid, number two, if you're a young girl like that, you haven't been taught that much. And one of the first things you would want to know is your parents' names, where you live, and your number. As soon as the police are going to talk to her, yeah. she's going to give them those three big things of information, which is exactly not what the parents want. Are the parents, the parents on the don't run? want to be found. <laughs> like, is they, are they still trying to find the parents? I don't know. I don't know where the parents are. <laughs> Maybe this is just them trying to get rid of the kid. Yeah. So like, oh, I don't God. Want, I don't want this anymore. Yeah, we're going to continue our life of crime. Yeah. She can be a dish pig. Done. You know That's what? Done. You know what gets me, though? I uh, And this is always a touchy one when, you, when you're on radio uh, because some people get upset with you. But I don't understand the, the logic of taking a, a young child to a fancy restaurant. Oh, like, I they're don't, not going to appreciate it. I don't for a second think, right, 
that a six-year-old child is going to appreciate the fine intricacies of a 500-grain-fed, I don't know, bloody peach-cheeked quail egg. With like, activated almonds and emu yeah. buffet meatball briskets with a dot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shit. Because, like, let's be honest, like, so, especially if they're a toddler, if you let that toddler alone long enough, he'd eat his own shit. <laughs> <laughs> he, would, he would eat... If you handed him shit... He'd probably eat it and not even know it was shit. <laughs> That's how weird is that? Toddlers are so messed up in that kind of mindset where they <laughs> yeah. just don't appreciate it. When do you learn that things are gross? You know what I mean? I think you know what? This is something I've always thought of as well. It's like it's like when you say like I don't like the taste of a certain food. Mm-hmm. And is it is it because my taste buds are like I don't actually enjoy that food or has something happened to me that has made me not like it and now I have to unlearn it? Because I can give you an example. Okay. When I was a young kid, I'm not proud of this, but when I was a young kid, I didn't like avocado. Now I was a stubborn little prick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd no, never I tried agree. avocado, <laughs> but I didn't like it. That, so, what? Yeah. Why? Well, because I just I just had a thing against it. I don't know, mate. I was five. All right, get <laughs> off probably, my bloody back. You probably watched a Disney movie and went, oh, the bad guy doesn't like the good guy. I don't know why. The good guy's a, a good guy. Hey, maybe I can just not like things because I feel like it. You know what? What's that thing over there? And your mum's like, oh, that's an avocado, Shad. You're like, fuck it. <laughs> I don't want it. Anti-avocado, like man. And my auntie was trying to convince me to eat it. So she was like, come on, have some of it. It tastes like apple. I don't know if you've eaten some avocado, mate, but it doesn't fucking taste like apple, does it? No, no, it no. doesn't at all. Tastes like mushy nothing. That's what it tastes like. Mushy nothingness, <laughs> right? But mushy nothingness would mean if I had it, I wouldn't be like, oh, yuck, because it doesn't taste like anything. It's just mushy. But I had some of that avocado thinking it was going to taste like apple, which I knew what that tasted like. And I've cried and cried. You poor soul. I know. And I never ate avocado until my teenage years. <laughs> and now I'm like, wouldn't mind some bloody avocado. Avocado's phenomenal. Yeah. It's so good. I had a kind of in and out stage of avocado where I loved it as a kid. And then one day I just went, I don't want it anymore. And dad went, what? <laughs> what? But, yeah. you, but you but you love avocado. And I went, oh, no, I actually don't anymore. And that's how my brain kind of clicked into that mindset that you were in. That yeah. was like, you know I need to find something that I really hate. And then a couple of years later, I just transitioned straight back into it. Oh, I remember I remember your transition a few years ago. <laughs> it was it was pretty deep. You know, you can't call me Harry anymore. It's Avi. <laughs> that was back when you were Harriet. Yeah, yeah. Now <laughs> it's avocado-y. Oh, what a transition it was. It was great. It was great. Also killed a bloke in a car accident. <laughs> but we don't talk about that. And got away with it. <laughs> These are facts. These are facts. These are it facts. was a guy driving an avocado truck and I ran him off the road. Hasman, public toilets. Love them. No, you don't. I know you're a cubicle boy. It's quite evident. If anyone's gone into season uh, one of Top Heavy, they'd know. You're a cubicle man. You don't, you don't like the urinal. You want to go to a cubicle. I like my privacy. Thank you very much. Let's yeah. uh, move on. And hey, that's fine. That's fine with you. I'm mm-hmm. happy with that. You know, there's a lot of chat in the US about, hey, you should be able to use whatever bathroom you feel comfortable using, not necessarily the one that you got the bits for. And I'm for that. I'm okay. fine. Hey, everyone, really, everyone should just have cubicles. Yeah. And then you, you, it doesn't matter what's going on behind oh, exactly. closed doors. Exactly. And I'm fine with that. I'm cool with that. Uh-huh. What I'm not cool with 
It's public toilets, right? When you enter a public toilet, do the rules, like, uh, is it all bets off when it comes to normal society? I'd say so. Because it's kind of like every public toilet you go into, something really, really messed up has happened in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you go in there, it, it's like grades. There's really messed up and there's, like, minor. So you go into your friend's house, right? You go and use your friend's yeah. bathroom. And you go, can I use your bathroom, Harry? Sure. So I go in. I lift the seat up. I go for, you know, I hang a piss. I'll flush it. I'll put the seat down. Or, you know, you go to the bathroom. You make sure everything goes in the bowl. Don't yeah. know how you could miss. You're sitting down for the whole process. No, I agree. I expect you to use the brush if necessary. Sure. We do all these things because we live in a society and this is just the normal thing to do. I completely agree. I'm with you now. But I feel your tone is about to change. Well, when you enter a public restroom... Apparently, and I think it's because there's no immediate owner of the public restroom, all bets are off. It's the faceless man that owns the public restroom. It's the faceless man. All bets are off when you go into a public mm -hmm. restroom. Mm -hmm. When you go in there, all of a sudden people enter that room, right? No matter what profession they are. I reckon surgeons. I reckon people that hold people's lives in their hands. I reckon police officers. I actually have a theory it is the... People of the that hold the utmost regard in our society are the ones that do the dirtiest deeds in public bathrooms. <laughs> I and feel, I think it's because Shad, the public bathroom is a lot like the Hunger Games. I reckon it's a lot like the Hunger Games. You know, the cubicles and the urinals—they're the cornucopia in the middle. As soon as you get in, you can either go there or you can just sprint off into the distance and do something anywhere else. Actually, you know what? You know what? It's not like the Hunger Games. I'm gonna have to correct you. <laughs> okay. It is the purge. Oh, yes. It is like you have lived in society, the constraints of society, so long. This is why I think it's the high-regarded people of our society that do it. Because <laughs> they're sitting there being like, a surgeon is so stressful, but you're saving lives, you're being so nice to everyone. And then you go into the public restroom, and it's just you in a square room... <laughs> Where there's no rules. I am letting off some steam. I am letting off yeah. things from every orifice as well as all the steam. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care about the hole in the ground. That's not where my shit's going. <laughs> nah. I'm going to smear that shit on the walls. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to piss in the fucking sink. I'm not going to piss in the sink. I'm just going to piss in the corner. Right? I'm not going to wipe. I'm going to chuck all the rolls in the toilet and flush that toilet. But why so much disrespect? I don't yeah. understand. And then after all this mayhem takes place and there's shit everywhere, you know, they've done all this, <laughs> they then wash their hands, walk out the door, and back to performing open heart surgery. Yeah, and then they go back to their group of friends or the doctors <laughs> around the corpse, you know, or whatever, and they go... God, it's like a war zone in there. You know, <laughs> oh, you got to be the person. You're the bearer of bad news. <laughs> but, and then everyone else goes, you know, it's the classic line, Chad. Yeah, it's yeah. he that smelt it, dealt it. They're like, they're walking out in their business suits, sit down with their friends, having a drink again, and look at like some poor drunk homeless dude walking down the street, and they go, oh, God, some people Disgusting. just don't have it together. Yeah, they go, oh, God, the state of public bathrooms. Just, ugh, absolutely <laughs> disgusting. Ab, just awful. <laughs> A man in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Shad, got into a whole bunch of trouble because he didn't like the sound of his neighbours having sex. Right. No, no one yeah. does, mate. No one does. There's not really a way of alleviating that without getting into a really awkward scenario. It's like it goes into the box of those things where it's like, I'm not going to say anything about it because it's too awkward. You weigh it up. 
Oh, you can't walk over there, knock on their door, and go and go, guys. You know, I can hear you enjoying yourselves. Yeah. Um, that should be it. I shouldn't be able to hear you guys enjoying themselves. And they're like, dude, settle down, mate. You're just jealous. <laughs> That's it. it That's what you'd hit them with. Thing. And then yeah, they'll just do like, it louder. Then they'll just do it louder. <laughs> I reckon they would. They would definitely turn it I up. I would. You would. Yeah. I if would. someone complained that you were having sex too loudly, you would have sex extra loud to spite them. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And that would definitely. charge you Nothing on. Good. You would have a new fire in your eyes while this girl is looking up. She's having some, you know, subpar sex with you, and then she looks up, and then you're now, oh, that next door neighbour, and you clench your wrists, and she, whoo, best ever. It's kind of funny though, because it's if it's the guy, then I'm gonna be like, mate, keep it down. If it's a lady, yeah. you're kind of like, oh, I'm impressed. <laughs> If it's a lady, what do you mean? Like if the person who's complaining is a lady? No, no, no. If the sounds oh. I'm hearing is a guy, I'm like, all right, guys, shut up. <laughs> if the but sounds if it's a girl. lady, I'm going to be like, oh, geez, good job, big fella. Yeah, you'd high five the guy. No, I was thinking that if it was a girl coming around and complaining, going, you guys haven't sex too loud, you'd be like, oh, well, <laughs> all right then. You know, <laughs> you'd feel some sort of be like, well, yeah, you thank noticed. thank you very much. You noticed. You <laughs> Thanks noticed. for taking the time to come and inform me. Yeah, I feel the the guys would be je- like jealous. There'd be the jealousy there, and the girls would actually be ticked off. But that would stir you on more. You'd be like, "This girl just heard me, you know, doing a good thing. You're welcome." <laughs> oh yeah, because that because that's what's going on. Because she's going back on. Oh my! Oh I never! I do declare. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious me! But here's the thing: the guy didn't like the sound of his neighbors having sex. You know what he did, Chad? He didn't go over and complain. He didn't ring the police. He didn't do anything like that. He set fire to the building. Oh, it's a slight overreaction, isn't it? A little bit. He set fire to the entire building because he was so sick of the noise. Here's yeah, the thing: right. according to his complaint, he decided he'd rather go to prison and get away from the noise. Right. Well, I mean, if he didn't like the noise of uh, of his neighbours having sex, he's going to love his cellmates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not exactly escaping the sound of sex by going to a prison. At least this time, he might be involved. <laughs> Sometimes actors get the short end of the stick, Shad. You know, they apply for jobs, uh, they audition for jobs, and they audition and they audition and they audition, and they still don't get the roles. And then the roles go to people like fucking Megan Fox. Right, yeah. You know, all these talented actresses go, God damn it, Megan, again? Ugh. So frustrating, those bloody Transformers movies. Is this because she's movies. in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie? Oh, she's so bad. Anyway, I'm not talking about that. Wait, wait, hang I'm not on. I'm talking about that. You can't get up Megan Fox being bad in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. I don't think Kate Blanchett's knocking down the door to play the chick that hangs out with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. <laughs> as if. Why would she do a great job as April O'Neil? Kate <laughs> Blanchett would bring this sophisticated... Oh, yeah. oh, the, her mantra yeah. for April O'Neil, she'd change her a little bit. She'd make her just a little bit sassy and a little bit... Oh, I reckon she'd be great. Oh, yeah, great. And the weird sexual chemistry between her character and Raphael would just <laughs> pop off the screen. Yeah, I reckon it'd be fantastic. She'd 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 go. Oh, who who are the characters I'm sta- alongside? And you'd be like, oh, Raphael, Leonardo. She's like, oh, it's a period piece. <laughs> I tried anyway. something like that in the third Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. Remember when I went back in time? It was like Samurai Times. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Let's not let's not go that far again. Let's not do that. No, 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 <laughs> not do that. I'm talking about rejections because there was a rescue dog who has been rejected eighteen thousand times. Right. He's been at this kennel, and so many people have gone. Nah, don't want ya. Nah, don't want ya. Oh. Don't want ya. And where do you think all 
the animals and all the people that society doesn't want end up, Shad? In that dog-eating festival in China. No, that is... (laughs) That's the step before, you know. She, she was even rejected from the dog eating festival. Oh, like, She's not even oh, good enough oh, to no eat. No way! I'm not going to even boil that thing alive. Ah, oh. this terrier has actually landed a job, Shad, because Michael Bay has put this terrier in the latest Transformers movie. Oh, mate, mate, this guy's bloody what's his name from uh, the Jungle Book? That kid. They've pipped him. They've pipped him from obscurity. What? I'm talking about a dog, not a child. Yeah, no, you know the kid that's in that plays. Is it Miggle? What's the name of the kid in the Jungle Book? Bloody Mowgli. Mowgli. That kid was just some random kid from like overseas that just shot a YouTube video. No, like really? I'll put him in. Yeah, good on this dog. What's he playing? Is he the main character? I don't know what he's playing. Yeah, you know, starring opposite Megan Fox. You know, he's gonna outshine her definitely. Be like Leo and the Bear all over again. That's awesome. I know, it's pretty unreal. So what's who, who gets the payday, though? Or is this the cinema... Like, someone has to adopt him. Yeah, someone will have to adopt you him. You know but what, I'm, though? I'm... We've already spoken about this. This reeks of happy all over again. I know, I know. It's going to be more dogs <laughs> playing themselves in movies. <laughs> or Michael will maybe you know, give it some sort of strange name and some backstory, like the dog's been on the dark side of the moon and is finally just, you know, revived itself and it's coming down to earth and it's a deceptive dog or some other bullshit. But it's, mate, it's, oh, it can fall on hard times, though. I mean, look, he's been living on the streets for so long. Soon as the, yeah. soon as the bloody agents get onto him, he's going to hit the big time. He's going to forget where he came from. That's what's going to happen. It's gonna, it's gonna be like a, a some sort of, it's, it's gonna be some sort of like amnesia story where the dog's just gonna remember everything, you know, Jason Bourne style. He's gonna help out Shia LaBeouf. Oh God, <laughs> who's in it now, Marky Mark? <laughs> I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fame will get to his head. Oh, I thought you meant in the plot. No. You're talking about the plot of the dog. I don't give a shit about the plot. It's a bloody it's, Transformers movie. It's, mate, it's going to be Marky Mark alongside Barky Bark <laughs> for Transformers episode five. <laughs> He's dead. Happy's dead. He's 100% dead. 